pretty decent study on Wednesday. But today, what I'd like to uh, point out in the in the first part of the class is the idea that the 21st century Yitro still exists, and that 21st century Yitro still thirsts after the knowledge of God. And this week's Pasha, Yitro, the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu, makes his entry into Jewish history, uh, just a big, all of a sudden pops up, and here's Yitro. We had encountered him before in the story of Moshe's heroic defense of, of Yitro's daughters at the well, the bullying shepherds, and when the daughters came home, they said, hey, this great story of an Egyptian guy, he was, was muscular, he was big, he defended us against all those guys that backed him down, and it was the coolest thing. The dad was like, what? hold a second, where is this guy? You didn't invite him to the house? Now, the first thing that I hear when I hear this story, it reminds me of Abraham in, in much the same way. You know, Yitro was a priest. He was a Cohen of the Midianite people. So what we find out is that he's a priest in Midian, though he's a, of, a, of a different class, and that different clan of people will end up uh, dwelling in Israel and with Judah. But anyway, he goes out, and uh, this deed of this Egyptian man who, who basically saved the life of Yitro's daughters, he says immediately, go get him, find him, bring him back, go and invite him for a meal. And Yitro was upset at his daughters because they had failed to show gratitude to this Egyptian man. Now, at the time, he had no idea if this Egyptian was royalty or if he was just a regular Egyptian man. He was so very keen in discerning the special qualities of Moshe, he convinced Moshe to join his household and then gave his daughter Zipporah to him. What kind of characteristics did Moshe already have at this point that Yitro was able to see there was something very special and unique about Moshe? Moshe then took leave, and if you'll remember in the Pasha in which Moshe takes his sons back to Egypt and his wife, in the process of taking him back, he has his son circumcised through his wife's convincing nature to circumcise the sons. And um, at some point after the Exodus and the splitting of the Red Sea and other miraculous events occurred a quick succession, in quick succession, Yitro decided to reestablish con- con- contact with his son-in-law Moshe. But in the meantime, Moshe sent his wife and sons back to Midian to be with the father-in-law. Not much is said as to the reason why, but it does seem probably for their safety to send them back to the father-in-law and to make sure that they're settled. Now, Yitro in his decision to establish contact came from the stories that were starting to pass over about this year-long escapade of the glory and the splendor of Hashem to the Jewish people. It appears and to is Egypt. It appears that when Moshe was with Yitro, Yitro and Moshe spent a lot of time communicating and talking about the wonders of Hashem and the promise given to Abraham and etc. etc. Because there is a text here that tends to point us, Rashi tends to point in this direction, that Yitro already was pretty much convinced that there was, you know, that that he was a, a real God that there was something very unique about this God, but had not fully been convinced. 
And in just a moment, we're going to break down how in the 21st century, those of us who, who really find our identity in Yitro, we really say, that's, that's kind of me. I was a religious person. I was in my own community, my own world. And all that stuff was turned up on its head when I was introduced to, introduced to Moshe Rabbeinu. And when each one of us was introduced, it turned our world upside down. Yitro traveled to the wilderness where Moshe was camped. And his purpose was to get a first-hand account of what occurred. He had heard through the grapevine. I guess he found out on a Google search what was going on. And he purpo- he purpo- he, his purpose was to find out one-on-one from the horse's mouth exactly what happened. We should not be content with superficial understanding. If you're making notes, make this down. The first step for a real 21st century yitro is to not be satisfied with second-hand accounts, not with superficial antidotes, but with the real thing. Let me tell you, one of the things that was the convincing factor for me back in the 90s, or two early 2000s, 90s, uh, when I took Rabbi Tovia Singer's material on a trip to the wonderful state of Hawaii, and my son needed a dog watcher, so I was going to babysit my grand dog for two weeks while they were doing something else. And my whole goal was to sit down and to listen to all of Rabbi Singer's lectures. And I was going to, one by one, refute every darn one of those things. Right? But I got to one that, how does Adam do that? Blew my mind. And that was this. And now, of course, we all in this room go, duh, that's simple. But to me, it was the thing that convinced me. Like, I already knew that there was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, that he was the real one true God. But I was dealing with some of this other stuff in Christianity and, you know, kind of debating back and forth. No doubt I knew that there was something legit about the one true God. But when Tovia Singer said, every religion in the world has a revelation to one individual, which is given to others, which is given to others, and therefore that's how most, Christi- most religions, including Christianity, are st- as established. But he said at Sinai, there were thousands of people who saw this at one time. I mean, there's no way that Moshe could have made this stuff up. He couldn't have come off the mountain and said, Hey, you remember the thunder and lightning and the Torah written in Hebrew? And they'll go, No, we don't remember that. We were barbecuing. Never saw any of that. Don't you remember the smoke and the fire? No, the only smoke and fire was from the barbecue pit. Right? They, they would have, there's no way that they could have passed this from generation to generation so accurately if there wasn't something very powerful that took place and very strong. It seems that Yitro was genuinely affected by the account. Why? Because he says this. He responded by blessing God. As a matter of fact, this is probably the first example of a non-Israelite, non-Jew blessing the creator of the universe. He blesses God, who saved you from Egypt and from Pharaoh. He then exclaimed, Now I know that Hashem is greater than all gods. Little G's. Because that which they plotted to do was turned against them. He had to see the evidence. Now, as I was going back through and reading all this testimony that is found in Yitro, as soon as I read this proclamation that he made, 
that he said, now I know that Hashem is greater than all the gods because that which they plotted to do has been turned against them. I mean, even though he didn't witness it firsthand, he's hearing it from straight from the horse's mouth. He's also hearing it from people that are around Moshe like, yes, this happened. We saw it with our own eyes. But I'm thinking of people like you and I and the many hundreds of thousands of people that are in the nations right now that will watch this video and they're going to go, you know what? We didn't witness it directly, but we're convinced because we also heard the testimony that was given by Moshe. We also read the same testimony that is written in the, the, uh, the Tanakh Torah. And from that testimony, we also believe that there is no other God greater than the creator of the universe. There is no other God, period. And so how much more powerful is it for someone who has not directly witnessed it with their own eyes to say, this is true? How much more immuna and faith is in this community that says, no, we didn't witness it firsthand. We didn't show up and actually talk to Moshe firsthand, but we read the text and we are convinced that there is only one true God and there is no God greater than them. The words of Yithro requires a little analysis. Now, according to Rashi, he was saying, a quote, I recognized him before, but now even more. So, Yitro was saying, yeah, I recognized him before. Yeah, he was legit. I saw it in, in Moshe. And Moshe was an upstanding uh, man and man of great character. Yes, I recognize him. But now I know. This means that belief in Hashem is not a simple either-or proposition. No, Noah did not enter the ark until he actually felt raindrops. Was described as one who believed and didn't believe. This is according to Rashi. He believed but not wholeheartedly. His faith was not absolute like that of Avraham who walked before Hashem, prepared to go to whatever path he was directed. Yitro recognized Hashem but entertained doubts. This, my friend, is where most of our friends and neighbors and people that we have relationship with now that recognize the legitimacy of the God of the Jewish people and the Torah, but they have too many doubts. Now, why do they still have doubts? They have doubts because they have not went directly to the source to find out exactly what happened. Do you see the difference? The difference between Yitro and the rest of the Midianites, Yitro and the Amalekites, and Yitro and the Canaanites, is that they came to Moshe to ask what happened. Do you not think if the Canaanites would have came to Moshe and say, we have heard what God has done, will you tell us? Would you think that Moshe would have told him? Of course. What would have happened if the, if the governor of Jericho would have walked out the doors and went over crossed over and talked to Moshe and said, we've heard you guys are coming into the land and we want to know about this God. Do you think Moshe would have told him? Of course he would have. So doubt comes from not scouting out the information. Doubt comes from not looking into the information. My friend, most people are afraid to know what the truth is. That's the problem. Most people are afraid to know what the facts are, so they therefore, it's better to be left unknown. I've actually heard of people who have told their spouse 
when they went into the hospital to get uh, 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 testing that if it's cancer, don't tell me. Okay, I mean, it's fine if that's what you want. But my goodness, how do you live? What kind of life is that? You're going to live your life sick, but you don't want to know you have cancer. Therefore, you don't want to get it treated. But there are people that I know who have refused to take anything more than the, the superficial information that they've heard and be sated with that because they don't want to go to the source and find out. My challenge to those who are watching this video, and I'm sure I'm going to get some feedback on YouTube from all of all of the haters who be hating, if you know what I'm saying. But I'm going to tell you right now, the reason why that you're still a doubter, the reason why that you're still uh, dallying around with uh, a philosophicals and systematic theology that is in direct opposition to the Torah is because you are a doubter and not a believer. No matter how much you call and claim yourself to be a believer, you're a doubter. Period. You're a doubter. Now, you might believe in a God, but so does Hasatan believe in a God. Though, does, though everything in creation believes in the Creator, right? Duh, it doesn't take much, much power to do that. The power comes when you decide to go to the source. And I challenge people to be like modern-day Yithro, run to the source, look at Moshe Rabbeinu, find out what he says, find out what happened, and ask the source, and then determine what is true. Yitro was able to sense the great significance of the events that had transpired. He recognized that he was living in the time of divine revelation. And that if things would be properly explained to him, it could change his life. Every one of us in this room found out that there was a time of divine revelation for yourself. You know what you know what I'm talking about. The date and time, whatever it was, that you read the right text or you came across the right thing, you heard the right lecture, and you went, oh my goodness, this is God. I mean, there's how would I have ever found this? God must be trying to show me something. And you dive in to try to find out what the truth is. This was the Yitro of that time. This is the 21st century Yitro that says, this is a divine moment. I had my banker that I love dearly, who's a great guy, who's a Sunday school teacher at the Baptist church down the street, and just a smart, intelligent man. So every time I come in and he sees me, he wants to say, come on in, sit down, let's talk a little bit. right?" And so he, he wanted to ask me about the Song of Solomon and whether that was about the Jewish people and God's relationship with the Jewish people. And I said, well, spot on, you good, good analysis, because I thought he was going to say something else. And he said, I said, a good analysis. And he says, what can you tell me? Can you tell me like anything that's going on in the Jewish world? I said, redemption's coming. I said, Mashiach's coming. He goes, Mashiach who? And I said, Messiah's coming. He goes, oh, okay. Like, well, okay, he's crazy. But okay. And I said, matter of fact, one great rabbi says that Mashiach's already here. And that he's going to reveal himself through, uh, through a, you know, that, that God will reveal him through a vision. I told him. And he goes, do you think that's real? I said, all I'm telling you is you better get on board and realize that we're in the age of divine revelation and understanding. And there's nothing stopping you from finding that out. Now, whether he'll do it, I don't know. It's, it's, it, you know I don't know what he's going to do. But folks, we are in that period of time where God is revealing His nature and His character and His essence to all the world. We, we are actually seeing a supernatural download. You know how a river, you've seen uh, like a flash flood, empty creek bed, 
And then within just about 45 minutes, it starts from a trickle to a flow down. What's happening is we've already begun to see the flow of divine understanding in the nations. And there's no way to explain it except that it is divine revelation because it's not because there is a campaign by the Orthodox Union or, or the Haredi community to go out and to teach people about Judaism. It's not at all. It's, it's, it's of all things, people who are, what do you call it, um, playing around with it, literally playing around with it in church, and then divine revelation comes to some individuals. It doesn't come to all. And maybe some it comes to, but they choose to be doubters instead. And they just continue walking blindly. Rabbi Moshe Ham Lezato says that a person who is willfully blind is like a blind man in the dark. That's a very terrible place to be. And if someone's watching this and you feel a bit a bit jaded or feel a bit uh, accosted because of what I'm saying is I'm telling you we're living in, in, in a unique time in which God's divine understanding is being meted down to the most humble person in the world. People in the world. It's not giant scholars. It's the average Joe Q public who will merely go ask the question, is this what really happened? And if that's what really happened, then you have got to the immense responsibility to accept it or to continue to be a doubter. The rabbis say until Yitro, no one had blessed God for the deliverance from Egypt. Perhaps the reason is that while uh, for the Jews it was a great deliverance from bondage, it did not produce the type of elevation in their relationship with Hashem that it did for Yitro. Do you understand? Because they already knew about God. They already knew about His 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 uh, his loving kindness and his relationship with their forefathers. They already knew about that. But Yitro, when he saw this, it took him from the lowest place of understanding of the divine essence to realizing there is only one true God. I mean, what a revelation when you find out that God is not three people. What a revelation when you found out that God is not subservient to himself. That the creator of the universe is not a servant to anything or anyone. That he is self-sustaining. He is El Shaddai. He is self-sufficient in who he is and what he is. Amen. Amen. I believe that. And when you see that, you, you cannot help yourself but to run to revelation and understanding. And the, what I'm hoping that this lecture will do is inspire those who are potential 21st century Yitros who will get out of their comfort zone, get out of their little job descriptions, whether they're a priest or whatever, and travel down to where Moshe is. Where you're going to find Moshe is in the Torah. That's where you're going to find Moshe. And you're going to study it, and you're going to know it, and you're going to learn it, and you're going to look him straight in the eye and ask, how is this a divine incident and how can I participate? Yitro could not contain his exaltation. He says, listen to these words. Now I know. I had someone ask me, how is it that I can no longer believe in the doctrines of the church, i.e. the Trinity, etc.? And I said this. I said, because now I know. Now I know. 
For me to go back on what I know would be like a dog turning back to its vomit. Why would I want to want to reject the thing that I know? As a matter of fact, because of what I know, it scares me out of my mind that I would ever, God forbid, say that there would be other parts and partitions of the creator of the universe. It's because I know. Not only he not only saved the Jews but dealt with their oppressors according to the principles of measure for measure. This is a God who is all-powerful and all-knowing, just and merciful and compassionate. He brought burnt offerings and sacrifice to Hashem. He realized that His purpose was a human, was not only to the knowledge of the Creator, but to serve Him. Yitro totally committed Himself to the cause and to the purpose. May the story of Yitro of burning thirst for knowledge and Hashem's provincial uh, response to His sacred desire be a source of inspiration to us all. May we be like 21st century Yitros. Amen. That concludes this sure. Yes, sir.